Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. I'm on your host, Blessing, Adelia Jr. Joining me is host of PS I Love You XOXO, a.k.a. host of WWE's This Is Awesome, a.k.a. WWE Superstar, Greg Miller. Hello, Blessing. How are you? I'm good. I'm upset that you didn't get clotheslined by JBL. Me getting cream pied by JBL didn't do it for you. I mean, it was it was nice to see. It yeah. was pretty cool. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I needed to see you like see like the recoil. We got to we got to build up to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, on the kind of funny podcast, after I took Whataburger to task, I played a, a video of me taking my first ever bump in a WWE ring, mm. and I got a lot to learn. I got the lot. I got. It's, How it's was not that? Did that hurt? Because I saw the video, oh, yeah. and I was like, well, that, oh yeah, my, kind of my head snapped back. <laughs> like I'm not ready. I wasn't like you know what I mean. That's oh, yeah. the, it's ridiculous. I we need to do some training before JBL fully destroys me. But I do hope. We can keep that going. That's right. We'll keep that energy going to WrestleMania and see what can happen. How are you doing? How's your review season going? It's good. You know, yesterday was that day where it was like looking around in the email, poke a few PR people like, hey, what's going on with the codes or whatever? Like, oh, we're getting close. So it's like, all right. Like, yeah, there are a couple games I keep looking at my email expecting that yeah. I'm going to wake up to them and they're yeah, not yeah. there. And I'm like, all right, maybe tomorrow, maybe this afternoon. And I yeah, keep yeah. waiting. And I have this weird right now. I'm in a lull for review season sure. where I think we talked about this a little bit already that I... Like I want to, I want to boot up certain games. Like I want to maybe play some more Dead Space, but I yeah. don't want to start Dead Space. Commit to Dead. Space. Yeah, commit to Dead Space, and then get two hours in, and then a code comes in, and I get derailed. Yeah. Right. Like now, I kind of have to wait for a free moment before I actually get all the way into Dead Space. And so now I've been going back a little bit to, to FIFA. I've been playing more. FIFA. Uh, FIFA's taken over my life. I know. <laughs> like I'm like at some point, surely this will end. And no, it just keeps going. It's been. Two months now, I'll be playing FIFA straight. Um, but I've been going back into Hitman, playing the new freelancer mode, doing a lot of Which that. Which you said, your favorite stealth game of all time. I didn't say favorite. Better than Metal Gear Solid, you said. <laughs> I, I, Better I said than Arcane's work. Best stealth game ever made. I, I think that argument can be made about Hitman uh, World of Assassination, the okay. current iteration of Hitman. Yeah, yeah. But like, I still, my heart is always going to be for Metal Gear. Of course. Right? Like, I think that's still my f- favorite stealth game. And I think... In terms of game overall, I sure, put Metal all Gear. The pieces. Yeah, all, all the pieces. pieces but stealth right? gameplay is what you're giving. Stealth Hitman. gameplay, Hitman Three, the current iteration of Hitman Three, I don't think can be beat. Okay, well, impressive. You, is that? I forget if you've ever been a Hitman person. Or I never have. It's never clicked it for me. It's a little too uh, mechanic for me. It's 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 too mechanic based. It's a little too robotic. I guess is what I'm looking for in terms of like go there, do this, make this happen, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And so I put for Hitman Three. I did the first three or four missions. I did the Knives Out mission and all that jazz. Got through that and stuff. I was like, I get it, but it's just not enough to drive to you know drive me to come back over and over again. Yeah, the new mode, freelance mode. I don't know how much you know about it, but it's basically it's the roguelike one, right? Yeah. So what is it? It starts and it's like here's the disguise and here's a weapon and then go and then. So it's you are in a hub world, or you you start off in like your little hub level, right? Your safe house, yeah. um, H forty seven safe house, and you're like in the basement, and it is like your headquarters where you are going through, you're taking contracts, and then you're you're um, executing those contracts. Uh, you basically start off with a choice of here are eight. Different different contracts that are randomized uh, of, hey, there is this psyops leader that you can take down. There is this uh, environmental destruction leader you can take down. Like There are different categories of targets that you can take on. And once you pick a category, you are then focused in, you're locked in on that target. And the different categories are basically different um, uh, objectives that they'll give you, bonus objectives that they'll give you uh, to take out that um, that target. And th- the more you do the objectives, the more currency you get. And the more okay. currency you get, the more you get to buy different weapons to okay. upgrade your material and all that stuff. And so, like, say you go after the arms dealer uh, uh, target. That means that your objectives are going to be based on heavy weaponry, take out th- three of his guards with a shotgun, take out the target with 
um, with a SMG, you know, uh, bust out the explosives. Like, those are the kind of objectives they'll give you versus yeah. if you go after an assassination target, it'll be like, hey, get the silent kill, go for the fiber wire kill, right? More, more quiet stuff like that. So basically what it is, is you take on, a, take on a contract, it'll be a couple of missions leading into your final contract mission. Those missions are basically building you up, where, where you go into a mission, you have one or two targets, maybe three targets, it depends on how far you are in the thing, and you're taking them out, you are hopefully getting those objectives done to then build your currency, to then have as much material as you can going into that final contract mission gotcha. that final contract mission once you get into it you get a you get a um a set of descriptors for who your target is because now Ooh. you enter the level and it is you go, you go into your hitman vision mode and you see usually how you hit see your vision your hitman vision usually how you see your main target is red walking around in the map uh -huh. you know when you see through everything uh now you have let's say five people that are all blue okay. walking through okay. and your mission starts and it is Agent 47, your target wears earrings. Your target wears glasses. Your target has a guess who. blonde hair. It's a guess who, right? Nice. And, you're and they'll also give you the habits, right? Okay. Hey, your target uh, likes to smoke. Your target has allergies, and so they're going to sneeze. And basically what you need to do is you need to scope Observe. out those five different targets That's to cool. see, like, That's cool. all right, do they have the hair? All right, are they, do they have allergies? And th that person has to match up. Okay. Like, all the targets, to some extent, have all of those qualities mixed up. But there's only one target that is going to hit all of those, all of those qualities. So you need to, like, sneak through and figure out, like, okay, exactly who it is. And use whatever is at, at, at your disposal. And, like, a lot of that's going to change based on how you've done for sure. the previous missions. Like, if you fucked up some of the previous missions, that might mean that your targets for the final mission are going to be more alerted. And so they might recognize you as Agent 47 if you get in the vision. They might have a guard walking with them wherever they go. Okay. Uh, there's all these different variables that change. That's Let really me tell cool. you, I am addicted to it. Yeah. And I am bad at it. Yeah. That's the other thing. You're the, you're the hitman expert. I, I am not, is, is what I've learned, right? Like, I, I've enjoyed Hitman up to this point as a, oh, let me get in, do the story missions, because there's always something fun in there. Yeah. You know, you do the, the Knives Out mission, and there's Knives Out shit going on. I've always enjoyed that aspect of Hitman, and I've always respected and appreciated the all of the systems going on and all the different routines for the NPCs. Now, because it is roguelite mode it is randomized in terms of who your target's gonna be your target can be any npc in that level yeah right? it is randomized and so you get in and it is all right my target's the, the bellhop and you follow the bell the bellhop and it's like there's no point in this guy's routine in which he's meant to be killed so now i gotta create opportunity that is like where i come back to like hitman being one of the best uh stealth possibly the best stealth game is you like you really have to be creative and so there was there was one target i was following the other day where he's doing his bellhop routine he basically comes to the front desk yeah. does this thing he walks outside stands there for about two minutes walks back inside serves uh some people at the table and then comes back front desk and he does that all over again yeah, there is yeah. no point in which he is isolated and one of my um bonus objectives is to get get a headshot right Ooh, it wants okay. it wants me to shoot him in the head sure and so now i'm like all right do i really go for that or do i do something else like how do i do this and it ends up me being like okay I need to take the one minute where he's outside. I need to, I need to throw this coconut to where the guard faces the other, like it distracts the guard. Sure. And he looks the other way to then maybe I get a 10 second window to where I can get the headshot. Hopefully nobody hears it. And I walk away before anybody notices what I did. Yeah. And like I pulled that off and it was the most satisfying thing I've ever done in a self game. Awesome. Right. Like it is a game totally built around you having to be creative and you having to find those moments. And so That's I, cool. I've been having such a great time with it, man. I recommend if you've, if you are a Hitman enjoyer and haven't checked out Freelancer Mode, check out Freelancer Mode. If you haven't checked out Hitman, 
just play the games. I don't know if freelance mode is the place to start off because it is very difficult, but at the very least, check out Hitman. Well, now it's just all in one package, too. That's yep. the deal, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing is, what, there's like 20 levels or so, and they're yeah. all just mini open worlds, and yeah. they're all just incredibly dense and incredibly uh, well-designed. I fucking love it. It's fantastic. Good. You know what else is fantastic, Greg? What's that? Video game news. Let's talk about today's stories, which include maybe not so fantastic news stories. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed. Amazon might have bought Tomb Raider and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when you get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, a new Gamescast is up right now all about Summer Game Fest and the future of E3. You can check that out on YouTube.com slash games. And also speaking of Gamescast, if you love the Gamescast crew, uh, we also do the show Kind of Feudy. That is a Patreon show that is also up with a brand new episode right now on Patreon.com slash funny. February's premium collector's item on Patreon is for when we need to keep things between us. Barrett, you can pull it up. This is designed by at campfire underscore design. Of Twitter. course it is. This is a chat be cool shirt. And let me tell you, I fucking love this shirt. If you want to, if you want to get access to this shirt, you can hit it up. Patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can get that. Shout out to Carboni for, I think, starting that. Was that, was that a him thing? I think that was really? an extra life. Yeah. 2019 okay. chat be cool. I mean, don't let Carboni. Yeah, I don't want to give give him any money. (laughs) We're going to have to give him money. (laughs) Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Grammarly, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. I'm adding you a seventh breaking, but it's just sales. We have seven stories today. (laughs) Starting with our number one, Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed. This is Kat Bailey at IGN. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is being delayed, EA announced today. Respawn's forthcoming sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will now release on April 28th, approximately six weeks after its original release date. Quote, For the last three years, the Jedi team here at Respawn has poured its collective heart and soul into Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and we are proud to say the next chapter in the tale of Cal Kestis is content complete. We are now focused entirely on on the final stage, bug fixes to enhance performance, stability, polish, and most importantly, the player experience. Jedi Survivor is a direct response to the feedback from our community, delivering expansive destinations to explore, evolved combat, and traversal. And, of course, the continuation of Cal and BD's story. BD1! BD1. Making this game has truly made us a better team, and we have pushed ourselves at every level to make this the Star Wars sequel our fans expect from Respawn and Lucasfilm Games. In order for the team to hit the Respawn quality bar, provide the team the, the time they need, and achieve the level of polish our fans deserve, we have added six crucial weeks to our release schedule. Star Wars Shy Survivor will now launch globally on April 28th. Thanks to EA and Respawn for giving us the time to deliver the best experience for our players and to all of you for your understanding. End quote. Greg, how dare they? <laughs> what the fuck, you lazy developers? <laughs> get, get off your asses. No, of course not. Uh, you know, 
We loved uh, Jedi Fallen Order. We gave it game of the year here at Kind of Funny, and it's a controversial choice because so many people were like, but it was so broken at times, and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 blah. So I would hate to see, since that's that and the map are the big complaints people had about Fallen Order right at the top of the order, yep. I would hate to see them rush this out and get that again. I'd rather see them take all the time they need to make this as epic and awesome as I want it to be because I can't wait for this game. Yeah, I mean, you go through the their quote where they say, you know, we're now focused on the final stage, bug fixes to enhance performance, stability, polish, and most importantly, the player experience. And I think those are the main complaints when it came to Jedi Fallen Order, right? The player yeah. experience mainly being the map thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but when I think when I think back to Jedi Fallen Order, I think back to how much fun I had with that game. But I also think back to the bugs. Like that yeah. is actually a prominent thing I think back to because I did play that game at launch, and I know a good percentage of the audience played that game at launch, right? And they had that experience. I think taking the time and making sure they get it right for Jedi Survivor and um, making sure that they don't repeat that, it's going to be best for this game, right? Like, I think that is the thing The thing to learn is that, especially when you're only talking about six weeks, yeah, people people are willing to wait. People yeah. don't want to play a broken And I game. hope that's just it, you know what I mean? Like, that is a short delay, and so you hope that that is enough time to do whatever they're actually trying to fin- finish up and get done with it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait. Uh, you know, we love Fallen Order. I, I you know, I remember... Okay, cool. I there's gonna be another Star Wars game. That's great. I can't wait. Blah blah blah. And then that trailer you just saw again, right? Uh, from Game Awards. Game Awards, right? I watched that behind closed doors on a big screen. I was like, holy shit! Like I, the fucking Breath of the Wild gliding in and all this stuff. Let alone everything else Cal's doing in there and his little, uh, you know, uh, rope swing and the talking to them about it and being like, so like. Are you depowering him to start? Are we getting a God of War 2 thing where you lose all your Jedi abilities? And like, nah, you're going to start as powerful as you ended. And then you're going to have to build on that. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing that uh, Game Awards trailer for me turned me from, oh, man, yeah, I'm looking forward to a sequel to, oh, man, I cannot wait for this video game. Yeah. I think the trailer did such a good job of showing how this could be the next step for the Star Wars Jedi series. And it being a, I, this is a thing that I feel like we don't talk about it as much anymore because we're now further into the console generation. But it being a PS5 game versus a PS4 game. Sure. How does that come into play, right? Like, does this game immediately strike us as, oh, man, this is a step forward. This feels like a console generation's jump worth of improvement for Star, for, um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, I think that could be cool, too. The one thing that, uh, to throw in here, right, that I think is a fun thing to talk about is looking at this release date, you're talking about April 28th. Day after my birthday. The day after uh, Greg Miller's birthday. I look at Blessing Super Fun Game Release Yeah, what's happening on that To get context, there? right? And I look at it, and we're talking about the day, the same day as Dead, I- Dead Island 2, yeah. which between those two, I think Star Wars Jedi Survivor it might have more juice. Might have more juice than Dead yeah. Island 2. Yeah. Do you think Je- Dead, Island- Dead Island 2 gets delayed? Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Are you asking, do I think Dead Island 2 gets delayed because of Star Wars? It, will Star Wars be a factor in uh, uh, Dead Island Look, getting delayed? In the tumultuous <laughs> release schedule of development of Dead Island. I would not be shocked if they were already like, oh, man, are we going to move this date again? And then this comes like, well, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Let's Mm -hmm. go. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's that big of a, like, we have to get out of the way of it. But I do think it could be a contributing factor if they were kind of riding the fence of like, eh, we could use more time. We do this. Again, Dead Island 2 is another game. It's like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it's got to bring something for as long as we've heard about this fucking game. Mm -hmm. Now, May 2nd, you're talking about Redfall. That's coming to Game Pass. That is the week after, right? And so yeah. on April 28th, that is the Friday. The Tuesday after that, you're getting Redfall. Okay. Is there anything to worry about there? 
worry about no. I think Redfall is a different experience, right? Like, I think it's more uh, interesting for Dead Island where you're talking about, all right, cool, it's another open world, you know, RPG zombie game to run around in, right? And granted, the perspectives are different, but it's, that's what, you know, Star Wars is. Uh, Redfall, I do think, is going to be for most people that game you play together. And so I wouldn't be surprised if it was, hey, everybody jump on tonight at 9 o'clock. Well, okay, I'm going to sign on at 8, I'm going to play some Star Wars, and then I'll jump over and play for an hour with you guys, and then I'll go back to Star Wars. That could kind of be the vibe there. I don't think they worry as much about it. Dead Island being in the same vein, the same lane might be the thing. And again, Dead Island needs space, right? It, yeah. needs, it needs to be able to breathe. So maybe that's why they move it if they do. More importantly, as you look at your calendar, what's before it? Because I wouldn't mind sneaking in a Fallen Order replay, but obviously we're so busy all the time. Well, Greg, Kebabs writes in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, what's up, KFGD crew? Is the Horizon franchise cursed? I went back to all, all of its previous release dates and found the following. Zero Dawn came out the week before Breath of the Wild. Frozen Wilds DLC came out the week before Super Mario Odyssey. Forbidden West came out the week before Elden Ring. And now Burning Shores DLC comes out the week before Jedi Survivor. While I don't think Jedi Survivor releasing after DLC is that big of a deal, it's both comedic and frustrating that its big releases are all in the week preceding much bigger releases and can't catch a, a window to, to own the moment. Maybe the third game should release in August or something. Thanks, and keep being awesome. Kebabs. And yeah, that's the one I look at. Of uh, You talk about what's before Jedi Survivor. The main thing, at least on my calendar, is Horizon uh, Forbidden West Burning Shores. That, co- that comes out April 19th. Star Wars Jedi Survivor comes out April 28th. Okay. Is that one? I mean, that's... I how long is plenty that? of time for yeah. dlc yeah like i mean yeah granted you'd want people to jump in and get reinvested and want to finish their side quests and play more horizon but i think 10 days on that is enough of that to jump in and do that is horizon cursed it seems like it right for their major releases it seems yeah. like something's always uh, right there to get them but i also think that you know this speaks to what horizon is and we've talked about this a lot on ps i love you right where it's like we have S-tier PlayStation franchises and studios. You think about Naughty Dog, you're thinking about Last of Us, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have A-tier, and you have things that are, are, are smaller, or not smaller, I guess, but I would say less than in terms of the hype and in terms of what's happening. And Horizon still is that. Zero Dawn was a breakout hit of like, wow, this is cool, and this is a really great thing. And then there was the build-up to uh, Forbidden West, and Forbidden West came and was more Zero Dawn and improved and you know more beautiful and more systems and yada yada, but it didn't. We didn't, it wasn't like revolutionary, right? It wasn't something that, you know, made the world stop and play. It was a very solid, very awesome video game that we love very much. As you, I think you guys always talk about Janet uh, and you on PSI Love, you talk about Insomniac and talking about like what they do with Spider Man and stuff and how that resonates for different people. I don't think uh, the Horizon franchise has hit that goaded status yet, that it's hit this thing of like, wow, hmm. the world stops for it. It's a, it's a fun game. It's an awesome game. I still can't wait to get back in Platinum uh, Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it, it turned heads in the way we're talking about Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild. Like, there are other games out there doing bigger and better things. Mm. There's a, there, I feel like there's a conversation we had probably on sure. Love You about, like, rank, maybe ranking the PlayStation IP. Because yeah. I do wonder, like, where I put, uh, where would I put Horizon compared to a Ghost of Tsushima, for example? Sure. I feel like those we, we will probably put in the same conversation. Whereas, like, yeah, with uh, Last of Us and God of War is, like, where we, we would put S tier, and then where does Spider-Man fall, uh, fall into that? Because right? it's all AAA. And even with Horizon, Horizon I still look at as the, I guess, top of the top when we just talk about general AAA. Like, with, if Horizon and a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order or Survivor were coming out the same day, right? Not DLC. I'm talking about full games. Sure. I think there'd be more, it'd be more comparable there versus sure. just the happenstance of Horizon coming out 
the week before generation defining stuff right this dlc coming out the week before um uh, jedi jedi survivor i don't think it's that big of so a horizon deal. horizon forbidden west uh-huh. we don't know if it's good or bad or anything otherwise it's, mm. it's brand new was to come out on the same day as star wars uh survivor what would you do <laughs> for me there's no debate i would go star wars in a heartbeat really yeah and i love horizon i'm not taking away from horizon i'm not knocking horizon or gorilla or anything like that it's just like i loved i i i, I fell in love with Aloy, but I, 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 I loved Fallen Order more than I loved Zero mm. Dawn. Like, I loved being a Jedi. I loved getting into that system. I loved being Cal. I loved BD1. I loved exploring that universe. Greasy money, baby. Mm. Like, I'm way more excited for that sequel than I was for Forbidden, or yeah, Forbidden West, right? Because, again, like, I feel like it's not that they played their hand out there, but it is just like, okay, cool. We know what we're doing in Forbidden West. We're going west. We're doing this thing, and there's a lot of awesome moments in there and amazing visuals and, and a great game. Again, this isn't this is such a weird one because I'm not putting it down. I mean, this is mm-hmm. such an eye of the beholder and such a, what do you like to do? I way prefer the future rather than the past. And so running around and being a, I know it's a galaxy a long time ago, but like, you know, yeah, running yeah, around yeah. having force powers and lightsabers and spaceships are, is more exciting to me than I have a bone arrow and I'm fighting robot dinosaurs again. Like that's just me personally. For me, it's a, it's a tougher choice. I think I could see myself netting it out to Star Wars just because I, I really like Star Wars video games and mm-hmm. Star Wars should I fall in order I love so much. Um, but I don't think it would be easy to, to easy decision. Like, I, I, tomorrow, I could flip that, right? Even if I come to the conversation of which one I like more between Horizon Forbidden West and Jedi Fallen Order, I, I really don't know. Like, I've never thought to compare those games. Sure. Like, I, 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 for me, I put them in the same tier. Like, I put them in the same category of, like, I would give these games both, like, eights or nines out of tens, depending on the day. Sure. Right? Um, there's also, I mean, I think, you know, again, it is to a degree apples and oranges, right? Because Horizon is at your own pace and exploratory and side mission and this, that, the other. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like Star Wars, while giving you open environments, is pushing you on cow's tail and giving you a, it is a narrative-based game. And I guess that's a lie to a degree, right? Because so is Horizon. But I felt like there was left, less, I'm going to go take a side mission. I'm going to go collect all these things for somebody. I'm going to go do this thing. I'm just trying to get better uh, die or whatever, like, mm-hmm. I would go Star Wars every time. And I feel like I'm with you that it'd be fun to rank the franchises or whatever, but I feel like we need to make the decisions tough. So if we're doing like S tier, A tier, B tier, you know, all the way down, it needs to be like, there can only be two or three in each one. Yeah. That way there's a real argument. Mm, you know what I mean? That yeah. way. Cause then you get into it like, all right, cool. You're at it. We're trying to decide what the A tier ones are. And it's like, or even S tier even of like, all right, cool. Where, what, what are we rating? And we're putting Spider-Man in there. Can only one franchise from each developer be represented kind of thing? Where are you going to try to put that? But That sounds like an upcoming PS love you. I, actually I don't really mind it. I'm percolating on it. Yeah. Now, one I'll throw, I'll throw to you, right? Sure. Talking about uh, what's coming out around that area in April. Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. That comes out April 20th, the day after Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores. Sure. Does that do anything for you? Or are you co- I'm gonna, I you like Coffee, Coffee Talk, Talk 1. Yeah, I like Coffee Talk 1. I might have. No, I didn't plan it, but I'm thinking of some other visual novel thing, bartender game, Valhalla. Valhalla is what I planned. Mm. Uh, I enjoyed Coffee Talk a lot, though. Making uh, coffee beverages, talking to people, coming to your shop, having a good time. I did. Uh, but this is definitely, Coffee Talk 2 is definitely one of those. I'll get around to it. That's going to be one that I install and leave on the PlayStation XMB for a while, just sitting there on my live area screen or whatever the fuck we call it on a PS5. Gotcha. My game library. It'll sit there for a while while I play the other more burning things I need to talk about. Burning Shorts. Yeah, Burning Shorts. There you go. Well, EA's delayed Star Wars Jedi Survivor. But speaking of EA, story number two, EA shutting down Apex Mobile and Battlefield Mobile. This is Dean Takahashi at VentureBeat. Electronic Arts announced it's canceling its Apex Legends Mobile and Battlefield Mobile games. And as a result, it is shutting down its Industrial Toys game studio. Apex Legends Mobile debuted last year, bringing Respawn Entertainment's hot Apex Legends shooter game to mobile devices. 
It won Apple's Game of the Year for 2022, as well as the same for Google Play. Now the game will shut down in 90 days. Battlefield Mobile was in soft launch, but it will also end. In a blog post, Respawn Entertainment cited slipping quality for Apex Legends Mobile's updates as a, re as a reason for shutting down the title. EA made the announcement as it, re as it released earnings for the third fiscal quarter, ending uh, December 31st. Quote, at Respawn, we aim to provide players with games that are consistently outstanding. Following a strong start, the content pipeline for Apex Legends Mobile has begun to fall short of that bar for quality, quantity, and cadence, the blog post said. Quote, it is for this reason, after months of working with our development partner, that we have made the mutual decision to sunset our mobile game. Although disappointing, we are proud of the game uh, that we launched, are grateful for the support of the Apex Legends community, and are confident that this is the right decision for players and well, I find this interesting just for the fact that Apex Legends Mobile seemed like it was doing well in terms of reception. Apple's game of the year for 2022. Yeah, That's Apple. Outrageous. I mean, Google Play. I saw Stella on Twitter. Stella's Ooh. the biggest Apex Legends person I know. She was talking about how, yeah, she enjoyed Apex Legends Mobile. I think she gave it a high score on IGN as well. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the era we live in. I know we're going to talk about Rumbleverse here in a second, but, you know, Rumbleverse backed by Epic Games, right? Getting uh, taken out too as well. Um it's the era we live in right now where if you're not meeting the quality standards and also probably the engagement, right? If you're not making money the way uh, they expect you to make money off these things or whatever the break-even point is, they're going to pull the plug on it. Even if it is a quality game, even if it does have some audience, you need so many people in there to make these games as a service successful. And that was the, you know, scuttlebutt yesterday on Twitter was talking about what is the future of games as a service and how, you know, what do you, is that something people can make work? Uh, I think, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about layoffs. We've talked a lot on this show about recession. We've talked a lot on this show about our industry reacting to outside forces in the tech industry in general. And I think this is another example of it. Of okay, cool. Like we need to watch our money. We need not, not necessarily pinch pennies, but you need to pay attention and you need to invest in what's really uh, delivering you dividends. What's actually paying dividends, what's actually paying off. And clearly for EA, you know, uh, Apex Legends Mobile and Battlefield Mobile aren't. And so it's one of those, ah, oh, man, that sucks. It definitely sucks for them uh, shutting down. What's the studio? The toy, uh, industrial, industrial toy, toys. right? Like, of course, that's horrible. And it sucks for people to lose their jobs, be affected, the, the things they've poured years into being pulled. But it's also where we're at right now, where Again, these things have been in production and chasing trends for so long. And when you see a mobile game hit that makes a lot of money, right? Or in a battle royale or games as a service, right? A lot of other companies see, all right, cool. We could have a, we could have a chance here. We could make this too. Maybe we could be a, another success story. And then you come out and you're a middling success. That's not enough for a corporation like EA. 1,000%. Story number three. Amazon has reportedly bought the rights to the Tomb Raider franchise for $600 million. This is Anne-Marie Osler at GamesRadar. Amazon has reportedly bought the rights to the Tomb Raider franchise for the grand sum of, quote, $600 million. That's according to the website Fellowship of Fans, which says, quote, Embracer Group just sold their Tomb Raider rights to Amazon for a deal that we can exclusively reveal as being approximately a $600 million overall package, making it Amazon's second biggest purchase after purchasing the television rights for Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, end quote. This site appears to have a solid insight into Amazon's TV offerings as it correctly predicted several early ring, Rings of Power plot points months ahead of the show's release. While the source doesn't specifically state the currency, we assume the figure is U.S. dollars. It's also unclear whether the deal includes games, movies, TV shows, and merchandise, or, the, or if it's only the film and TV rights, though the lofty sum that Amazon has apparently coughed up suggests that it's purchased the rights uh, to the whole, whole Tomb Raider IP. 
Of course, uh, as this news hasn't come directly from Amazon, you should take it with a pinch of salt until we have official confirmation. And I think adding a bit to this, right, the, the, the article's finished here, but like we reported before uh, that Amazon is publishing the new Tomb Raider game, right? The, oh, the game? The, the show, you mean, right? I think they're, they're publishing the game as well. Oh, I was, I was thinking I of the check. Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, thing we were just talking about, right? Uh, yeah. The TV series that broke this week where she was writing, or, you know, whatever, trying to get off the ground a uh, Tomb Raider series for Amazon over there. I mean, the more outrageous thing, right, is that, if you remember, Embracer Group bought the Crystal Dynamic uh, and, and I, the IP and all that jazz and Tomb Raider and a bunch of other stuff for $300 million. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me they bought, like... A, a, a box full of IP and studios and shit for $300 million and they sold one of them for $600, 600 million? million? <laughs> God damn, Embracer Group. I don't, we don't have to worry about how you make the money anymore. This is what you've been banking on. You're going to yep. get there and get this thing going. I, I, find, I find this interesting just in terms of what Amazon is building. Because, sure. yeah, like I think it makes sense for Tomb Raider as an IP, which you can do a lot of things with. You have a lot of Tomb Raider movies now. You, people, the Tomb Raider, obviously, the video game franchise works. And then, you know, between that, between Lord of the Rings was the other one that and um, uh, that. Amazon bought fully, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not the entertainment guy, but I vaguely remember something about that, right? Yeah. Counterfunny.com yeah. slash you're wrong. How much does Amazon own uh, Lord of the Rings? Um, or was that Embracer also? I forget. Uh, but like with that, right? I think looking at these bigger IP going, hey, what are some IPs that we can do a lot of stuff with? Because Lord of the Rings sure. is also another one that you can do TV, movies, um, video games with as well. Well, this is the smart thing of like, here. you know, if Amazon is all in and like they're doing the, the series with Phoebe, they want to do more stuff with it. Yeah, you'd want to, especially as we see the success of Last of Us Part 1 right now after Last of Us HBO, what we saw with The Witcher, the Witcher 3 sales, what we saw with Cyberpunk Edge Runners and then Cyberpunk, right? If you're Amazon and you're looking at it, you're like, well, we want to make a Tomb Raider show. We think it's going to be awesome. We think it's going to be prestige TV. Why not buy the IP and then yeah. funnel all the money back to us, right? So it is that they can have a unified front of cool we have the new game from crystal that's coming out that we know people are working on we have the series coming out we have the classics we have a cartoon we have all this other stuff and like you've seen when amazon does get some behind something like the boys right like invincible it is everywhere because amazon's everywhere and it'll be your boxes are labeled with tomb raider when it's coming out and all these different things like it makes a lot of sense to own it lock stock and barrel and be like well we're gonna own the entire thing and make money off every piece I, f I forget where you're at when it comes to Tomb Raider as a video game. Sure. Uh, do you like the Tomb Raider games, the I do. newest ones? I, yeah, I did. I, I liked uh, Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider quite a bit. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which was middling and mm. every received it the same way. I started and it didn't have the, the juice the other ones had, so I bailed early on it. But I enjoyed them. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens next. I do like Lara Croft. I do like, you know... Granted, I know it's you know snake eating its tail kind of thing, but like you know, I liked having another Uncharted. Even yeah. Uncharted was another Tomb Raider, but way back in the day, I played Tomb Raider on my uh, PC. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I was out there fighting the T Rex and doing all oh, that yeah. jazz. So yeah, I'm stoked for more. I'm excited to see what's happening with it. I want to know what this new one's going to be. You know what I mean? Like there has been so much scuttlebutt and rumors about it. Of like, okay, cool, but like, is it Camilla Lunnington? Are we completely out of that universe? Are we yeah. just doing its own thing? Where are we at? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same way, right? Where I, I like. Tomb Raider, uh, for what it is, I like it being, yeah, like this weird, like it's kind of it's kind of Uncharted, but Uncharted was already Tomb Raider. But I also like what Tomb Raider is compared to Uncharted. Of course, where yeah. Uncharted is very cinematic, uh, uh, set pieces, like action, all this stuff. Whereas Tomb Raider does feel more, hey, you are surviving, you are crafting, you are exploring a world, you are going into do tombs and solving these puzzles, and it feels like more of a almost like an open experience compared to Uncharted being very linear and very, you know, 
action, high budget, almost cinematic film like. Rise Tomb Raider did a great job of opening those environments up and giving you those mini open worlds, open yeah. areas, right? That Uncharted then did start using as well. But like they had so much to do, and I always loved that about them. Exactly. Or so I can't, I can't I can't wait to see what they do with the next Tomb Raider because it sounds like it's gonna be a ground up sort of thing. Real quick, nano and kind of funny.com slash you're wrong corrects us to Embracer Group owns the whole rights to Middle Earth Enterprises, which includes the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit IPs. Amazon owns the television rights to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, okay. So it's confusing, and that's why we're confused. We appreciate that. Before we get into the story number four, I want to tell you about patreon.com slash games, where you can go. You can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Grammarly for sponsoring this episode. From essays to emails, Grammarly's communication assistance can help you write with confidence. Grammarly is a must-have for every student. Best of all, it's free to download and works on all your favorite devices and apps. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using Grammarly for years, and Joey specifically is a huge fan. She says, and I quote, Grammarly is used with everything. Emails, tweets, even writing our weekly schedule. Sometimes my brain works faster than my fingers and it's nice to have a second set of eyes. The free versions of Grammarly offers comprehensive writing suggestions, a tone detector, and a synonym feature, all to help you proofread your work as you write. So you can be sure it's mistake-free and polished before submitting. Grammarly Premium comes with advanced features like clarity full sentence rewrites, which flag and rephrase hard to read sentences. Premium even comes with plagiarism detection from essays and projects to emails and presentations improve your grades this semester with grammarly you can sign up for an account today at grammarly.com slash kind of funny and get 20 percent off when you're ready to upgrade to grammarly premium that's g-r-a-m-m-a-r-l-y.com slash kind of funny grammarly.com slash kind of funny if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And we're back. And I want to give you another self-correction. Uh, <clears throat> that is, like, uh, I was talking about Amazon publishing the Tomb Raider game. I've gone back and I found a couple articles that were, yeah, Amazon Games, uh, are, Crystal Dynamics are stra- have struck a deal uh, to uh, have Amazon publish the games. And so there's clarification there. Nailed it. Story number four. Rumbleverse is shutting down. This comes directly from a blog post on their website. Rumblers, we have an important update on the future of Rumbleverse. Iron Galaxy Studios and Epic Games are very sorry to share that Season 2 will be the last for for Rumbleverse. This project has been a labor of love to create a new experience in a popular and highly competitive genre of games. If you've been part of that journey, we thank you. Whether you jumped into the first playtest after our reveal or just shot yourself out of the cannon for the first time. Live services for Rumbleverse will go offline on Tuesday, February 28th at 10 a.m. CST. Any player who has spent money on Rumbleverse is eligible for a, for a refund of money spent on or in the game. This includes the purchase of a Rumbleverse Battle Pass or Brawla Bills on any platform. <laughs> I didn't know that's what they were called. Yeah, Brawla Bills. Bills yeah. Later today, we're deploying the final update to Rumbleverse. We are closing the store and opening the full experience to every player. The current Battle Pass will be granted to everyone. Your XP gains will be doubled so you can fast track unlocks for every, every rank. 
Quads, trios, duos, and solos will be live, and we've unlocked additional accessories and emotes in the game for free as well. Of course, this was rumored earlier in the week. We yeah. finally got official confirmation from uh, Iron Galaxy themselves. Greg, you're one of the biggest Rumbleverse fans Thank I know. You. Thank you. How does this make you feel? It has been 174 days since Rumbleverse debuted. That's wild. That is outrageous. August 11th, 2022 Jesus. was the official launch of Rumbleverse. Half a year. Uh, I'm shocked, and I know I shouldn't be because games and Battle Royales and things like that close all the time. But it's the fact that Epic was behind this one, right? Iron Galaxy made, but Epic was, you know, obviously the deal I'm partnered in publishing it. Like... I would have said, thought for sure they would have committed to this longer. I can only imagine what the drop-off in players was. Uh, me and Mike played this game, played the hell out of this game uh, at launch. And I guess that's part of the problem, probably, right? And, or at least a case study to the problem, hmm. is that I played the shit out of Rumbleverse. Like, even when we weren't on stream, I was playing it at home, and I was calling Mike, and it's like, you know, I'm rarely that guy. I'm not the multiplayer guy where I'm calling people and getting you on Discord and trying to play with you. I was doing that with Mike for the first three or four weeks it felt like like i was in it deep like and i know that's haha for everybody who plays you know thousands of hours but again for what we do as our job and how much we play the fact that i was coming back to it over and over again was huge and i was enjoying it but the problem i was finding was that there was a skill ceiling for me where since i am only playing it you know uh amateur level right i am only playing it casually that's what i'm looking for i'd get in there and i'd play these kids that are just like doing amazing shit and combos and all this stuff and like you know like doing like the fighting game shit of like dodge rolling out of a animation to do the thing like i forget mm. what they call that but there's like a name for it or whatever yeah cancel dodge cancel or some shit like that like there was so much going on that i was like oh i love this game and i entered a streaming tournament or whatever and again i played a lot and i was i was getting wins or whatever we entered a streaming tournament and that was like the last day i ever played yeah because i just got so fucking oh, beat I'm, this shit i was I'm like oh man I, 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 thought I thought there'd be like a more i thought there'd be a more level playing field here and there's not there's a huge gap and it's like okay cool and i remember putting it down being like you know what i'm sure eventually they're gonna figure this out balancing a bit more da 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 da, and it'll be a big like 2.0 kind of thing and i'll come back for that and i never came back and so like I'm sure that I'm not the only case there. I'm sure that it was that there were a lot of casual players who enjoyed it and then just got their fucking yeah. teeth kicked in and were like, okay, well, I'm going to bounce. And then you have such a crazy skilled like ecosystem where it's only the best of the best playing it, but then they're not getting competition anymore. So they start atrophying and falling away and yada, yada, yada. Like I have to wonder what the concurrence were. I wish I knew like what happened there and where they yeah. fell off. I mean, you mentioned being surprised, right? Because like this kind of thing happens all the time. But I think it is surprising for the idea that one Rumbleverse is a good video game. Like, yeah. From what I've talked to people, it seems like a very good video game, right? Like it's not like they were lacking a lot in terms of what that what the gameplay was. And then also, it's only been half a year. I would think that for a game like this, you would even for a game that might not be getting the number the numbers you want, you would at least try to push for and a, a full and again, year back to it's that. epic. Yeah, it's Fortnite. You know what I mean? Like, it, and it, it's like. I would have thought, like, you know, they brought in Fall Guys and did all these different things. Like, they're building this uh, repertoire of free-to-play, big old multiplayer games. And I would have thought it would have been, like, cool, let's give this game more time. Let's give, yeah. do a let's Fortnite give crossover. Let's, I, I don't, and I don't, I'm not in the, the rumor. And, you know, there is a Fortnite relationship with WWE. I would think for Rumbleverse, why not do a WWE thing and get Undertaker skins in there and get, you know, John mm -hmm. Cena and all these things to make it a little bit more cool. We're doing something that is different with wrestling and we're doing something that is different for a battle royale and we think there's an, an audience and there's legs here but i guess the cost just you know out, way outweighed the uh, uh, benefit which is not crazy but again for epic yeah epic you know what i mean like i feel like they're the if you were gonna be go somewhere and feel like oh 
we have time to figure this out. Oh, we're going to work with our partners. We have time to reinvent the wheel on this, as they did with Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I would imagine it would be with Epic, but apparently not. What Back did, to what we're talking about earlier, I guess, of just all these companies being like, listen, like, we don't have time for this anymore. Yeah. What did the content rollout look like for Rumbleverse? Like, were there big seasonal events that they were doing? I mean, they talk about season two being the final one. And honestly, I, what happened is that I know they changed a bunch of stuff. And Mike looked in, Mike went and did a demo for it and like got the whole rundown. He came out and said it looked great. But I never paid enough attention to it. And again, like I'm clearly part of the problem, right? I did love Rumbleverse. I do love Rumbleverse. I am bummed Rumbleverse is leaving, but I haven't played yeah. it in months. And so right there is the, probably a huge issue for yeah. it, right? I mean, <laughs> it reminds me a bit of Knockout City. And Knockout City is a game that's still, it's still kicking around, right? Yeah. It's, still, it's still up. I don't know many people that are playing Knockout City, but yeah. I, it's a fantastic game. And if it ever closed, I would be heartbroken. And that's a weird one, too, where it's like, if you were to tell me, if we were reading this right now, and it's like, Knockout City's closing, I'd be like, oh, man. That sucks, but I understand. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know the, I mean? the same like, thing, right? I'm like, oh man, I like, I'll get mad at the system. I'd be like, man, <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> like, God we, damn it! Why can't we live in a world where Knockout City can continue to live? Somehow they are continuing continuing to live. Like, I'm not knocking on glass. Published by EA. Published by we EA. We just but, went through EA. <laughs> EA just did the whole death's door knocking on. Yeah, there, but people. they're they're alone now, right? Like, I think they spun off, uh, or um, they're doing the game by themselves now. I think the EA oh, is only for a year. Oh, I didn't know that. Two. Yeah, so I think that's when it, when they went free to play. Countdown.com says you're wrong. If I'm wrong about that. Uh, but yeah, like that's another one where again, like I if they announced that hey, Knockout City is rounding down, I'm like, hey man, I get it. Work on your next thing. Games are expensive to keep up. It, it'd be heartbreaking for me as a fantastic video game. Um, but yeah, like I, it, it it sucks that that is the cutthroat industry that we, that we're in. Yeah. Right. That even for Rumbleverse, it only took half a year for them to go. All right, you know, cut the core. The game's great. Like it's not like the game's bad. But hey, like the audience isn't there, so. Let's cut it. And that, that is surprising to me. And that's the whole problem. I mean, is you look at the pile of games that are games of service that have just been bounced off, right? Where it's, and I mean, you toss Avengers even in there, even though it limped on way longer than, you know, obviously uh, uh, Rumbleverse did. Mm-hmm. But it is that idea of like, you know, you put it out and you have to maintain, you have to keep people there. You have to keep people buying microtransactions and doing different stuff. And like, you know, back to Brawl Books, Brawl Bills, like their shit was insanely priced. Where it was like, oh, this shit's a lot of money. Like, I bought, you know, what, a Stone Cold vest and uh, something else. And then I, I eventually bought the, for the day we were doing the stream, I bought up like the seven Battle Pass levels to get the Ghostbusters like outfit. Not officially go- well, not licensed, but, you know, like outfit. And it was like that thing of like, once I had that, I was like, oh, I'm not spending more money on this. Granted, I didn't play anymore, but it was like, I was going for something very specific there, but it wasn't like Fortnite where I think you can jump in and be like, ah, I've paid, I've played so many hours of this i might as well throw them for the skin or this skin's too cool to pass up like mm-hmm. you could definitely pass up everything in rumbleverse i wonder what was going on what went on in like the the i guess boardroom talks about the numbers of this game because the more the more we talk about this the more i think the other games that definitely did worse but that but then still continue to live like i'm a riders republic fan <laughs> I'm, I'm like the <laughs> riders republic fan right riders republic is still living that was a full price game that does have um uh microtransactions that are ridiculously priced and also aren't that great right and like yeah. i remember you messaging uh, me about season four of um of riders republic and me going there's a season four of riders republic when did this happen yeah you know like i wonder but that's ubisoft right like they they need any cash flow uh from any game that's still alive because they're yeah. not releasing anything you know but like, does Ubisoft have? I mean, maybe they do. Maybe the answer is this: Does Ubisoft have as much to throw away as Epic not, Games? Not these days. Not these days. As uh, Eve's Gilmore is telling everybody, it's on you to make better games. Yeah. <laughs> it's on you to save this company. I would say your days are limited if you're a Ubisoft game that's underperforming. But again, as we look around in this very Roper report, 
in general, if you're a game that's underperforming at, and you have a publisher that isn't yourself, like mm-hmm. you need to be on the lookout of what they're going to do. If you're a games of service, if you're an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of games underperforming, story number five, Halo Infinite won't get story DLC. This is Zach Zweizen at Kotaku. Things are changing at Halo Developer 343 Industries following massive layoffs across Microsoft, including reportedly 95 people at the Halo Developer. The studio switching to Unreal Engine has no plans to make more story content for 2021's Halo Infinite and continues trying to figure out what to do with a supposed Halo Battle Royale spinoff still in development. In a report from Bloomberg, it appears 343 is basically starting from scratch with Halo. According to people familiar with the studio's plans, the company isn't actively working on a new campaign DLC or updates for Halo Infinite. Instead, before the layoffs, developers at 343 were reportedly working on prototypes for new Halo games and projects in Unreal instead of designing new content for Infinite. And, according to the report, many of those devs have since been laid off. It's also reported that the studio has, after nearly a decade of debate, decided to finally switch to Unreal. While there are internal concerns about how future Halo projects made uh, with Unreal will play, the current tech, known as Slipstream, is apparently a pain to work with and is based on decades-old code at this point. Bloomberg's report even mentions that two multiplayer uh, modes for Halo Infinite, Extraction and Assault, are nearly done but haven't been implemented yet due to the issues with the aging Slipstream tools and tech. This switch to Unreal will will apparently start with a brand new Halo game internally codenamed Tatanka. Reportedly, this game is being developed by both 343 and Texas-based studio Certain Affinity, a team that has a long history of working on previous Halo projects. It seems Tatanka started out as a battle royale, but could evolve in different directions. End quote. Greg, where do we start with this one? Woof. I mean, like, how sad it is, is where I start, right? For 343, for Halo as a franchise, and for Halo fans and Xbox fans. Like, the fact that... I like, Listen... Bear, give me my one. Give the one. That's his, that's his blessing. one. I'm, no, this I'm, is my I, one. I, don't, I, don't, I can <laughs> lean over if you want. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Halo fans out there, I'm a DC fan, so I feel your pain. All right? I just lived through the DCEU. I just had to sit there and be like, well, this is as good as it's going to get. This is what it's going to be. I'm so sorry that this has been the situation for you, that you cannot catch a break with a franchise you love and inarguably Xbox's biggest IP. How many times in the lead up to this? You can go back to the one. Uh, blessing. Did we talk about? Man, they can't fuck this up. Hey, this has to be great. This has to justify the Xbox Series X. This has to justify everything. Blah, blah, blah. And it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And again, like as a non-Halo fan, and I'm not I'm not talking shit, and not doing a character, right? Like I've always looked at it and been like, okay, like is the Halo lore really what people are playing Halo for? It never seems like it. It seems like it's multiplayer and it's those memories and it's Blood Gulch and it's all these different stories I've heard and Tim going to Curran's birthday party every Thanksgiving and then playing till the wee hours of the night. And so it's like, you look at what they launched with with Halo Infinite and just like, hey, here's the story. It's like, what? Like, what? No, this is, you can't play it co-op. You can't play it with your friends. What? What? No Forge. We're going to give you more late. Yeah, Forge isn't launching, but it'll be like, what? Like, I saw it go through, and it was a while ago, but it is the most easy thing. It's like, why Halo Battle Royale, somebody said in the chat, how is that not a thing yet? Mm-hmm. And that's it, man. If I was over there and I was in these meetings, I'd be like, listen, like people loved the beta for Halo Infinite. Remember that when it was just playing multiplayer beta? Andy yeah. wouldn't shut up about it. They played it. Tim would talk about it every day. Like, Let's just make a fucking dope-ass games as a service, whatever you want to call it, but live multiplayer suite. Put out a Halo Battle Royale and build from there. Put in the modes, do the things, blah, blah, blah. Do we need a campaign? 
Sure, but that can be one of the other projects we're talking about. That can be one of the other things. And again, I'm, I'm talking out my ass. I'm not a Halo fan. I'm not an Xbox player for the most part. So it's not like I'm the expert here, but clearly the experts also missed on this one. They, yeah. they, they whiffed on this one. And so then it's like to see 343 have to come out last week, two weeks ago, and be like, we're still here. Master Chief's still here. We're yeah. working on that. But then you read this, right? And it's talking about the layoffs that are happening, right? They were trying to do this. They pulled the plug on infinite support. And then this, then it's like... Damn, man. Yeah. Like there's still, it still sounds like it's in flux and in chaos over there. And chaos is probably too strong a word, but definitely in flux. I don't think anybody knows really what's going to be, what Halo is going to look like in four or five years, but man, and I wish they could get a break. As, as, one, as one tortured fan to another, I wish you could get a break, Halo fan. It, it just shocks me that we got to a point where, yeah, you're talking about the, the, the betas. Even on launch day of Halo Infinite multiplayer, it was a, oh, they did it. This game is fantastic. I was so into Halo Infinite that the uh, that those few weeks of launch, right? And it shocks me that they weren't able to have the follow up in terms of the content and stuff, sure. right? Like that for me, that is like if if Street Fighter Six came out in June and somehow Street Fighter Six is bad, right? Because like Street Fighter, I'm playing the beta. I've been playing the betas of Street Fighter Six, and I'm like, yo, there is no this, this game is fantastic just yeah. from the betas alone. It's already a memorable game for me. If I got to Street Fighter Six launch and it somehow was bad, I'd be so confused and upset, right? That's what Halo Infinite basically was, where you got to launch and it's like. Oh yeah, this game's fun. All right, now where are the maps? Where are the modes? Where's all? Where's this? Where's that? And they, where's Forge? Where's co-op? And none of it actually. Ladies comes to and gentlemen, the host of the kind of funny X cast, the one, the only, showing the yam, Snowbike Mike. Not Damn, did y'all talk about Halo Infinite without me? Let's talk about it, bless. Let's I talk about it. it. What do you want to talk about? Let's let's go wild on. So, have you now. seen the the latest story? Right, uh, so Halo I Infinite seemingly won't get a, a story DLC. Um, right now, it seems like they're working on Project Tatanka, which yep. will be like their next uh, their next swing at Halo, which is switching to Unreal. They're working with Certain mm-hmm. Affinity. It's the game that has started out as a battle royale, but could evolve into, into different directions. I guess my question for you, I'm sure you've talked about this a billion times on XCast, but yes. where does Halo go from here? Uh, Halo goes from here into rebuild mode. We need Project Tatanka to actually be the real deal with a good battle royale that can somehow get a piece of that battle royale pie that I've talked about with you many of times, right, Bless? But mm-hmm. where we go from here is a complete restart, and that is sad to say, right? We talked about it at the launch. A great launch. Awesome campaign. Great multiplayer. Great game foundation. What did we need? Content. Did they deliver that? Absolutely not. We know that. It took way too long. A lot of people were mad at me when I said that, right? But now from here, that's so disappointing, Blessing, that we did not have story content ready to rock and roll or planned, right? Like, there were people pitching different essentially games in the Halo universe instead of, hey, let's make story content. That's insane to think, especially because this was a 10-year plan Mm. of what Halo Infinite was supposed to be, right? This was supposed to be that living, breathing, live service game that we'll get multiplayer updates, we'll get story campaign, we'll just keep going for 10 years. Totally missed the mark on that. And so we start off with Project Tatanka and what Certain Infinity is doing, right? Let's see them show us that whatever this project is, is worth our time, right? This cannot be a Rumbleverse RIP. This cannot be a hyperscape, right? Like this, if it is a battle royale, needs to deliver. It will come out hot no matter what because it has the Halo franchise tag on it. But this needs to have lasting staying power past six months, right? Bless, like mm-hmm. if we're not playing Halo Project Tatanka a year from now, then we got a big major Halo problem, right? Mm. You will not be playing it a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, there's a high chance we won't be, Greg, because in the Battle Royale genre, you're going up against Apex, Fortnite, and Call of Duty and other smaller ones that have 
proven they can stay alive just in that tough area, right? But everybody else comes and misses. And so now we start with that, and we get to see it in Unreal. If that is true, let's see if they can deliver on that, right? A lot of people talked about Slip Space Engine being the problem. A lot of contractor workers coming in, not knowing the engine, having struggles, trying to get in the flow of the engine and creating within that. Go to Unreal, get on what everybody else is, where contractors like Andy Cortez can come in and at least help the team with their knowledge instead of going, oh, I don't know what this is. I need X amount of months, X amount of weeks to get in the flow and be able to help you, right? Mm -hmm. And we need a clear vision here, right? Of like, what are we doing at 343? And on top of that, we've talked about it with Star Wars. Let people play in the sandbox, right? Let more people come in oh, yeah. and create Good. in Let Halo, software. Get in right? There. Let's talk about it. There's Halo Wars, great RTS. That should be back. We should find a Halo survival horror game that should be done where you're a Marine and you're running around amongst the elite, amongst the flood. Like there is different games in this world that we can create that is not just Master Chief in the suit. But we don't deviate from Master Chief, bless, mm. because Master Chief is the dude. And we all want Chief and Cortana. We want them to live on. So we need a whole lot more. And we need to figure out what Master Chief and the Halo mainstays is. Andy Cortez, I see in the background. Andy, have you been listening to the conversation? I just wanted to blend in back here. Um, yes, I'm fully in with 343 switching it <laughs> It looks like you are, like, mm -hmm. being, like... <laughs> It looks like you're edited in, but no, Andy Cortez is literally standing right there. Just like, in case y'all didn't notice, I'm in the shadows over here. <laughs> but yeah, so what's your take on Halo, right? We're talking about Halo Infinite. You know, they're in turmoil. They are uh, partnering with certain affinity to work on. I uh, thought everything was going Tonka. great, bless. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you like Andy the Andy was drops? one of the few that kept playing the game past the first three months. Like, everybody had fallen off of that, and it was ice cold. Andy was still in the training zone. Andy was still playing. Andy I was, was pushing, still holding. I was pushing for Onyx, Mike. Yeah, right? yeah, Andy I got was awfully trying. close Andy to was Onyx trying. ring. On the same five maps, mind you, bless. We only came out the gate with ten, and only five of them were arena maps. There was a sixth one that... Was too big and too small for the other game modes, you know? So mm -hmm. that's where we lived. So, Andy, where do you want them to take so Halo long. from here? I mean, I, I'm not. Gosh, right now, we still need a bigger, badder mode. I'm sure Mike has talked about needing more maps for the standard mode. I feel like Forge has kind of taken the game into a place that maybe 343 wasn't really sure that a lot of people would be willing to support there. And I'm glad that they have the support from Halo. <laughs> this shot is just so unhinged. This is, da <laughs> when did this Nick is Games here? Daily. How did Nick get here? <laughs> I don't know how Nick got here. None of you people, people are on this show. <laughs> We're going to start my dad's place, space playthrough, ladies and gentlemen. So and please stick around 20 with minutes us from now. after this. 20 minutes from now. <laughs> I get in my Duffy in death and in space, and it's going to be so cool. Back to Halo. Halo, Halo's back. I love that Andy is Halo. just like a ghost being in the background, as if he's not standing literally right there. But yes, um, I'm. It's hard to say that I'd be excited for Halo right now. Like I, I haven't been motivated to get back to it at all. I know mm -hmm. Mike has suggested we play it on stream. There hasn't been a whole lot of motivation from my side to get back to Halo. Yeah. I would like to see, obviously. I mean, how many times are we going to bring up a Battle Royale blessing? Yeah. How many times does that get brought up? I mean, Project Tatanka, right? It seems like that's what this has been this whole time, and they're working towards that. But they're also talking. bring it up that much, it should probably happen. They're talking about that evolving into different directions, which reminds me about how we would talk about Last of Us Factions, right? Still not knowing what that game is fully. But we would throw around, like, all right, what if it is a Battle Royale? What if it is a bigger thing? What if it is a big world you're exploring? I could see, I could see the idea of, all right, 
let's say it is next year or like two years from now, right? I don't think you can wait too long to to, to capitalize on Halo. I think you kind of have to be in the moment with this one. What if it is, hey, we put out a Battle Royale game and it is, they do what Apex did with Apex Arenas where a year later it is, all right, now here's another arena multiplayer Halo game that is attached to this Battle Royale. Now here's a campaign that we're putting out with, with, with yeah, Halo. Yeah. What if they're able, able to build, build on it that way by uh, going in a completely fresh direction for Halo? Yeah, there's so much to talk about too, Bless. It's like story content I go back to, right? Of like not having a clear plan for story content is insane, right? Having the story tied to multiplayer seasons where we would get a small cutscene at the beginning of the season and you get little story pieces from the battle pass. Like, no, no, absolutely not. Get out there and get Master Chief out there with the endless that we were looking at, right? That trademark, looking at what was supposed to be next. Get out there and make that right on top of that. And then... It's just wild to think that we couldn't put out content and everybody thought Forge was going to be the one. Forge is for such a specific audience, right? There's creators who are even smaller within the Halo general audience that are making what you want in Forge. Mm. And then on top of that, Forge custom games, very limited people are jumping into that, right? The general mass audience of Halo is coming in for traditional 343 and Bungie maps to play the actual traditional game modes. That's what they wanted, and they couldn't keep up with that. The seasonal live service aspect of today's gaming market probably caught 343 and Xbox up in the hype, and that's what they wanted to do, and they caught behind, way behind the eight ball, and it just didn't work, unfortunately, and they shouldn't have done that. They should have just stuck with the, hey, here is a traditional Halo game. This is what it looks like. Enjoy this semi-open world that we want to try. Hit or miss, that's what the campaign's going to be. And we're going to stick to the normal roadmap. Every three months, every six months, here's five guaranteed maps. Let's continue down that. And we got lost in the, oh, it's a live service, which means we got new battle pass. Oh, we're going to sell you on It's never going away. These are nice quality of life features, but if you don't have the content to back it up, mm. you still miss. And that's, at the end of the day, the root problem of all this. We just missed when it came to content and staying on the ball. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's hard for me to, to pay attention to everything you're saying when you got these EMs <laughs> right in front so of me. So firm. You got these EMs right in front of me. That I, keep, I, I keep having to like, you know, oh, man, I'm trying to keep my eyes up here. They're like, so, they're strong I'm trying to keep violent. my eyes up here. I'm going to yeah. leave with this, Bless. Make more story content. Get back on the multiplayer grind. If you're 343, focus on those two areas. Mm -hmm. If you're Project Tatanka and Certain Affinity, don't miss Whatever you're about to bring, you have the big name of Halo behind it. You're going to get a nice surge, but you have to deliver. And then after that, open up the sandbox. Let other people play, right? You have Bethesda Studios in there that has some great, talented first-person shooter teams. You have other studios around you that are in the Microsoft umbrella at this moment that are great, right? You could have what could potentially be the biggest acquisition in all of gaming ever right now coming in with Activision, let them play. Open up the gates and let people create Halo because it is the flagship title of Xbox. As much people want to say, oh, it's Gears, oh, it's Forza, we've moved on from this old franchise, Master Chief is on the box, and that means we need to deliver him in a great way. Also super telling that a lot of the maps being made in Forge are old maps. Mm. I appreciate that Mike's, nice like, old maps, it, Mike, Mike's like, 343's got to focus, and then he gives him two things. <laughs> focus on one thing. Focus on one thing. Focus on one thing, Mike, all right? Nobody cares about Halo's story. Goddamn. Make multiplayer games. Make a battle <laughs> round. Mike makes his impassioned speech, and Greg comes through, destroys all of it. Story? Also, the fucking chat over there, one guy was like, thanks, God. I'm glad, I'm glad Greg got out of here and let the X-Cast come. He's saying the same things I was saying. <laughs> Story number six. Uh, the PlayStation Plus collection is going away. That's why we got some PlayStation stuff to talk about. Cheer. This comes from Jenny Leda at Silicon Era. 
It will be the end of an era for PlayStation 5 owners who also subscribe to PlayStation Plus. To coincide with the console's launch in November 2020, Sony offered a special selection of games. The PlayStation Plus collection games involved free access to 20 PS4 games for new PS5 owners. Now, on May 9th, 2023, that offer will end. Sony confirmed it on the PlayStation blog. Sony's announcements. Uh, Sony's announcement confirmed that if a PS5 owner with, a P- with PS Plus claims these PS4 games before May 9th, 2023, they will retain access to them. Wink, wink. Go, go claim those games before they're gone on May 9th. Uh, but yeah, the PS Plus collection I think was a great idea uh, when, I, it sh- when it sh- it showcased at the PlayStation Showcase. I feel like this is fine. I'm shocked it's been around this long. Yeah, I thought for sure they're like, hey. We want you to buy a PlayStation 5 and feel like you're getting your money's worth, so we're going to do this at launch, and then we'll remove it by the end of the first year. The fact that it's limped on for three years... I like, forgot this is a thing. Totally. Probably it's lasted longer because of how hard it was to get PS5s on the shelves and stuff like that. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah, now course, that PS5s are more Corporate Sony available. coming in and taking it away, and now that PS5s are actually getting on the shelves, right, guys? <laughs> how fucking dare they? <laughs> right? But uh, for the a recap of what those games were, right? you're talking about Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, uh, COD Black Ops, Three, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Days Gone, Detroit, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, God of War, Infamous Second Son, The Last Guardian, which, man, we don't talk about The Last Guardian enough. I like no, that game. No, we talk about it enough. Uh, yeah, the Last was... <laughs> Let's talk about it more, though. I'm a bird dog. Uh, I love that bird dog, man. The Last was remastered, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, Ratchet & Clank, Resident Evil 7, Until Dawn, Uncharted 4, Thieves End. I believe most, if not maybe all these games, but I'm just going to say most to be safe, are on PlayStation Plus Extra. Um, honestly, the the fact that they're taking this away, thank God, I'm going to stop getting people who are like, well, uh, Barrett, should I play Persona 5 or Persona 5 Royal? And then I tell them Royal, and then they're like, ah, oh, but Persona 5's on the PlayStation <laughs> on the Plus, Plus collection. collection, you know? Just nah, play man. Royal. Go play Royal. It's on sale all the time. Or you can play Persona 5 Strikers. Skip the other games. Or Royal's on Game Pass. Skip so right go. to Strikers. <laughs> Embrace chaos. But there you go. Uh, just a heads up for y'all. Go we'll buy your PlayStation games. 5 if you haven't already. Yeah. I forget how... If you get ps plus and you don't have a ps5 can you still redeem these games do you know how that works that's another no, kind I of funny dot com a, i think own. it's like you have to have a ps5 mm. like you don't get that access if you're doing it on ps4 or whatever well what if you use the web portal can you not claim them that way kind of funny.com slash you're wrong people are saying nope popping off in chats is nope okay. reason is nope um uh, okay. uh, yeah all right cool appreciate it last news story we got a breaking news story for you this comes from at Sony Santa Monica on Twitter, where they tweet out, as my Twitter is loading slowly, uh, we're incredibly humbled that God of War Ragnarok has officially sold through 11 million copies. Uh, none of this would be possible without the support of our fans, so thank you for coming on this journey with us. There you go. 11 million copies. God of War Ragnarok. A lot of copies. We were wondering how many it would sell. It sold a lot. There you go. I had this conversation with Tim. I forget if I brought this question up to you, uh, so I'll bring it up to you now. Right? Me and Tim were talking about the fastest-selling games, and I forget... Bear, do you remember the game that we were talking about that was like the last fastest selling game on PlayStation 5? It might have been Horizon Forbidden West. It was one of those PS5 and PS4 games. Um, I think it might have been Horizon. Was I it not now, God of War? Actually, I guess now it might be God of War, Ragnarok. Yeah, I think it was God of War we were talking about. Yeah. My, the question I posted to him that I'll post to you is, when's the next fastest selling PlayStation game coming out? Like exclusive? Yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. You think even without the PS4? 100%. But I mean, it's also like the one of the main things they do with all that shit is always it's the fastest selling comic book game. It's the fastest selling for sure. PS5. But I'm talking about I, I'm talking about for the metric of fastest selling in three days. PlayStation 
game. I think, I mean, I fastest selling Spider-Man 2, fastest selling PlayStation 5 games over three days. Not, not PlayStation 5. Why not? Because that, uh, that's too much, that's too much of a qualifier. Because yes, like it's going to be the fastest selling PS5. I'm just talking about copies, just pure copies. <laughs> you understand? Rocky? You understand? <laughs> you understand? I think the is still Spider-Man 2. I think it could be, but I'm not convinced that it's a surefire bet. I think Spider-Man, I think you're underestimating the power of Spider-Man like you often do. Because you hated Miles Morales. <laughs> I, do, I do hate Miles Morales, yes. All right, fair enough. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, Greg, I'm very excited to see how those Spider-Man 2 numbers play out compared sure. to the first three days of God of War Ragnarok. But the, 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 getting those numbers is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got Football Manager 2023 for PS5. Uh, we got Alba Seat Warrior for Switch, Gunscape for Switch, The Last Starship for PC, and then Rhythm Sprout, Sick Beats, and Bad Sweets for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch. New dates for you. Aka R Blast onto PC and consoles on February 21st. Shadow Warrior 3 Definitive Edition will be unleashed on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X on February 16th. Echo VR plans to turn off servers come uh, August 1st. And then Tomb Raider Reloaded will be launching worldwide on iOS and Android on February 14th. Uh, deal of the day for you. Speaking of PlayStation Plus, uh, those February games have officially been confirmed by PlayStation themselves. Chip. So you're getting Destiny 2, Beyond Light, Evil Dead, The Game, Ollie Ollie World, and Mafia, The Definitive Edition. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later, later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Nano says, Bless kept saying slipstream for the Halo engine, but the engine is called Slipspace. I feel like the article called it Slipstream. Unless maybe I was mispronounced that. No, the article says Slipstream. So that's a you're wrong for the article. Uh, <laughs> I accept no responsibility. I take no responsibility. <laughs> I'm not a Halo developer. Uh, Nano says, to play the PS Plus collection on PS4, you must first have and gain access to it on a ps5 simply log on to your ps5 head to the console's playstation store and find the ps plus collection tab so this is what i'll say to you audience go to your friend's yep. house that has a ps5 log on to your to their ps5 claim these games smart easy get around it loopholes playstation stop listening <laughs> uh we could do a whole stream what up where if you support us at like the ten dollar level or whatever some some shit like that we'll make up a thing you send us your username and password. We'll log in. That's actually great. That's actually great. We got to get the numbers up there. <laughs> Venmo. Venmo at Game Over. We got to make sure that's doable, do though. Because I'm sure there's like a chance because PlayStation can be can be this way, where it's like it has to be your home console or like your core console or whatever the fuck. Nah, no way. No way? All right. There you go. But still, we could just make it their core console for like five minutes and then. But like, is there a limit on that? You won't have to do that. You won't have to. Yeah, there's a whole thing. But you don't have to do that. No way. What is that shirt Kevin's wearing? It's uh, a Pizza, Pizza Planet, Planet from a show called oh. Toy Story in it's which toys movie, come to life. I like life. your shirt, Kevin. He's nodding at me. I think he understood what he I understood, said. He understood, yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up. Um, and then the last, Nano says the last is part two was previously the fastest selling game before God of War Ragnarok with 4 million copies in three days. Before that was Spider-Man, 3.3 million, then God of War, 3.1 million. Wow. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that was kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, I am deleting those. I am looking at the rest of this week's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily. They go like this. Uh, on Thursday, tomorrow, you're getting me and Tim. Then on Friday, you're getting Tim 
and me. Uh, if you're watching this live right now, after this is Dead Space with Mike and Nick. If you want to cast that stream later, you can, of course, subscribe to youtube.com slash games. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com slash games and twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily.